John the Baptist's life was focused on one thing, to glorify Jesus Christ. God destined him to a life of poverty, opposition, and martyrdom. Yet John's obedience provides us an example to follow. Micah Herbster calls our attention this week to four qualities we can emulate from this humble life in the shadows. The lost life. his mission, which was to prepare the way of the Lord. Tuesday, we talked about his message and his drawing, drawing our attention to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yesterday, we talked about his mindset being a humble servant. And today, we're going to conclude by looking at what has become, as we've studied his life and what will continue to be as we look through scripture, John's motif. Now, that's kind of a funny word I recognize if you don't use that too often in uh, your daily vocabulary. But the word motif really has its ties and its roots to artistic things. A motif may be used in painting or literature or music, and it really describes a dominant theme or central idea. So in a painting of a certain artist, you may see a motif appear through several different paintings. It's the same technique maybe that's used or the same style or the same shapes that gets used over and over and over. And eventually that person becomes to becomes really characterized by that motif. The same happens in literature and in music. And so far in the life of John, the, baptized, the, the Baptist, we have seen through his mission and his message and his mindset that his aim has been this, and that is to make Christ known. This was the predominant theme in his life. This was John's theme until the day he died. And today I'd like us to look at one final text together and see that in his final message, his final Uh, speech, final portion of scripture that's attributed to John the Baptist, John does the very same thing. Now, before we read this text in John 3 and verses 28 through 31, I just want to draw your attention to the background and what's taking place. Here, there's some people that are coming to John and they're beginning to notice that John's following, his disciples, his group is beginning to shrink. And in John 3 and verse 26, they come unto him and they say, Rabbi or teacher, He that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth. And listen, all men come to him. In other words, what they're saying to John is, hey, John, everyone is going to Christ. As if to say, in essence, John, you should really care that you are losing your following. And, you know, we would usually expect this to really bother an influencer. This may be alarming to to some people that I'm losing my crowd. Because really, in essence, what they're saying is, John, you are becoming irrelevant. You're outdated. You're inferior. You're antiquated. You're being replaced by Jesus. And really, that sets the stage for the verses that we're going to read in John chapter 3. Notice in verse, uh, verse 27, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Pause right there for just a moment and notice that John starts by acknowledging that the ministry he has with the people is a gift from God. He says, this isn't really my ministry. This isn't really my message. This is the message in the ministry that God has given to me. Continue reading in verse 28. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, 
but that I am sent before him. So not only does he start by acknowledging that the ministry he has had with the people is a gift from God, but second of all, he acknowledges that he is not the Messiah. He is not the Christ. And then in verse 29, he uses an analogy that really pops off the page to us in our 21st century American mindsets. The Bible says in verse 29, he that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. So he uses this analogy to draw a picture for us. Here you have the groom, you have the bride, and you have the groom's friend. We may call this individual his best man. Of course, Christ is the groom. The church is his bride. God's people are his bride. And John looks at them and he says, it is, it's for the groom and the bridegroom to rejoice and to be brought together. It is the mission of the groomsmen, the best man, if you will, to see them come together, to see the bride and the groom come together. That's what brings the best man joy, to see the groom and the bridegroom met. And he emphasizes this in these verses. He says, this, my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice, because of the meeting of the bride and the groom. Then as we continue, John declares his theme. And folks, it is this, Christ must increase, he says, but I must decrease. Christ must increase, John says. He declares his theme that all of life was not about him. All his life was not about his increasing and his popularity and his fame and his fortune. No, no, it was about someone else's. And here, here is when the life of the believer, the life of the unsaved is lost. It is when their life is set aside and Christ's life is made preeminent in their life. I wonder, is that your testimony this morning? Could you say with John the Baptist, Christ must increase, I must decrease? I want you to notice three profound truths very quickly here in this text. First of all, that when Christ increases, Christian joy increases. As John watches his followers move from following him to now following Christ, the groom, the Bible says that his joy was full. His joy was fulfilled. There is an increase in joy for the Christian when Christ's name is magnified when other people come to Christ. But second of all, there is also here in this text, a divine necessity. Notice what he says. He must increase and I must decrease. This is something that is essential. Jesus is gonna say that later in the New Testament, he's gonna build the church. The church is built on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so progression in the church and growth and increase in the church comes because Christ is made known and Christ is proclaimed and Christ is preached. And I want you to think finally in our series this week that we learn from John's life and this profound motif, he must increase, I must decrease, that Christ's increase demands my decrease. 
in your life for Christ to be made known both in your life and, the, and in your influence for, on those around you, your life must be set aside. And this really brings, brings it full circle to how we began the week, talking about the life that is lost. John, John set aside his life by the grace of God so that Christ's name would increase. I love reading of the great preachers of old and there's a story told of D.L. Moody in 1872 who met a butcher turned evangelist and his name was Henry Varley. He met him in Dublin, Ireland. And after an all-night prayer meeting, this man by the name of Henry Varley told D.L. Moody, the world has yet to see what God can do with and for and through a man who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. And D.L. Moody looked at that man and he simply replied, I will be that man. I will be that man who is fully and wholly consecrated, yielded, set aside for the use of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would we recommit to that even today as you listen to this podcast? Lord, my life is yours to control. From a human perspective, as we've looked at John's life this week, we recognize John lost his life. He was not rich. He was not successful. And he did not meet the criteria of worldly success. Instead, he gave up his life to make Christ known, to make Christ increase. And in the end, the life he had was lost. And yet it was joy-filled. By God's standards, it was a successful life. John found out in a very real way that Jesus was absolutely right when he said in Matthew 16 and verse 25, that whosoever will save his life, shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Would to God that this week, as we have considered the life of John the Baptist, we will have lost once again our own life. Set it aside. The worldly pleasures, the worldly wants, our fortunes, our future, our finances. And say with John the Baptist, he must increase but I must decrease. Thanks for being part of Walk Talks today by listening and subscribing to our podcast. Follow us on social media to get sneak peeks at future episodes and to share your favorites with others who would benefit as well. We hope your heart has been enriched by God's word to take your next step in following Christ. Christ.